Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Welcome to a Sunday, November 19th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Travis, of course, is busy watching Justice League again, so we don't have him this week on the TV recap, but we'll be back with him soon. Uh, so, Zach, will start off things, spoilers, by the way, this week in DC TV. What did you think of Supergirl Midville, Midvale episode? Which is I really yeah basically a spiritual sequel to Smallville. I was I was just gonna say I really liked this episode episode of Smallville. It was <laughs> brought me back. No, they they were definitely going for the Smallville feel, and I think they they got it down pretty good. Um, the actresses that they picked to like play the younger versions look like they actually just went back in time <laughs> and recorded because they they picked people that looked just like them. I thought they did a really good job. Um, but yeah, it was. You know, the only thing they could have maybe done to make it more Smallville is like put the telescope in a barn in a hayloft. But other than that, it just, it felt right on. We even got Erica Durant at one point. So yeah, I liked it yeah. a lot. Yeah. Or, you know, just point it at somebody you have a crush on the telescope. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> some Smallville vibes. 90% of this film was flashback or this episode was flashback and, and looking at everything really Easter egg filled um yeah the midvale high school was the same school as smallville don't know if you know mm-hmm. it's also riverdale high so <laughs> i'm pretty sure there is just one school that is worth filming in all of vancouver because that seems to yep. get reused a lot um there's also a reference to noel neal a former lois lane uh there is erica Durance. so uh not to mention chloe sullivan there's the scene that is of Kara jumping through the woods that really reminds me of superman returns when mm-hmm. uh, young Clark is jumping through the cornfields, which is also a nod to Superman the movie. Um, so tons and tons of Easter eggs. Really unfortunate week to pick, to mention Chloe Sullivan in The Wall of Weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but besides that, this was this. I've always kind of wondered what Supergirl would be like if it actually was about Supergirl and not an adult version. And, yeah. And so this gave me you know this is what it is and it's probably what it's what it might have been if it started on the cw instead of cbs so i thought it was really fun really cool to see car and alex's first case together we get to meet this kenny kid who's nice and then we feel bad for him it was really fun good mystery good everything yeah yeah like you said i i would love like a smallville-esque version of this just because i think the thing that i liked the most was seeing some of that just seeing the dynamic between sisters growing up and one has superpowers and one doesn't. And so, you know, obviously one's going to feel on the shadow of the other one and not get along. And because it was just this one episode, they kind of just wrapped it up nicely and neatly at the end. But I would have loved to like see seasons of that. But of course, that's not going to happen. But I still I still like this show. Um, and yeah, it was cool to see uh, Martian Manhunter become her mom that like weird it was it was weird because it, he was like i'm just gonna pretend like i'm gonna take the form of her mom but pretend to not be her mom to be an agent or something it was it was a weird idea but it worked for him so i don't know <laughs> and and then he like thought caro was onto him so she threw in his southern accent right <laughs> it was it was bizarre but yeah i guess it worked for him yeah yeah overall i like this one quite a bit and like you said they did a terrific job with the young the young actresses they they both uh really good they even had some mannerisms down and everything they they did a convincing job and the the best thing with 
child actors uh, is that they don't take you out out of the sh- out of the show or the movie and they didn't do that so it was really good yeah now on to the flash when harry met harry what did you think of this week's episode so this is this is kind of what i've been waiting for uh to the chance to see all the new harry's all the different wells whatnot um and i gotta say they did it again it was a lot of fun pretty funny just I don't know how many different versions of this character they can come up with, but I think Tom Cavanaugh can just keep doing it over and over again. And he's obviously proven that he can, can do just about everything. Um, I think my favorite one was probably the German one. I just, I liked him a lot. He probably had the best lines. I, I was, I will say I was a little disappointed overall in the different wells. Definitely. Really? It was, just, it was a step down from the episode last year. They had the cowboy and everything. Those, those, those were all hilarious. And this one was, it was okay. Huh. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one, especially the the fact that they they got to kind of stick around and we got to see them interacting with each other. I I really liked that that they did that this time. So we get to the main story of this meta who can control inanimate objects and make them come to life and everything like that. Uh, the best part of that was we got to see Barry be a CSI again. But yes. other than that, uh, what do you think? Yeah, that is one of the the stranger, more like just niche powers I think you could come up with, but it was cool. Um, yeah, it, I mean, nothing really like I don't think I'm going to remember this villain next week. It's just another kind of freak of the week thing that you kind of forget about. Um, but it did it did set up some good things and we still got to see Dibney uh, fighting and kind of progressing as a hero and figuring out like, hey, maybe you shouldn't let innocent people die. Uh, which is a good thing to figure out. Yeah, I will say finding blood inside the animal's mouth, that was pretty cool. Uh, inside the yeah. statue's <laughs> mouth, that was fun. But but the the threat of the skeleton at the end, I thought Flash and Elongated Man could handle that. Um, but it gives Ralph an easy job on his first day. I don't know, it's a pretty big skeleton. Yeah, but it's like super slow and, and everything. <laughs> gets the flash it's not it wasn't really scary but it was fine so the ending we get the mint they're hunting down devoe and they get a lead and go to his house yeah so i don't know like why why do you dress up like that when you're in private and then get like if <laughs> i guess you can't do evil things unless you're dressed up like an evil person uh, yeah that's that's pretty much it yeah it's he's he gets um, in the character yeah, but yeah, the I'm glad that they're progressing the story. I was wondering how long it was going to take them to to actually figure out that they need to look for Devoe and to get a lead on looking for him. And so it, it looks like this is happening fairly early in the season. So I'm I'm really interested to see what ends up happening. The other the only thing though is I was kind of hoping it would be more of a battle of wits between like Barry and Devoe, which it will probably still be. But it seems like right now Harry is the one who is like figuring out the smartness that you need to actually get to DeVoe. Yes. The smartness. Um, yeah, right. that's good. I didn't think of that, but yeah, I'm hoping Barry steps up and, and is able to take that over a little bit more. Yeah. But this is the second wheelchair bound villain that the heroes maybe underestimate. Uh, right. Bit of a pattern there, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going with DeVoe. I know we haven't been terribly high on it so far, but I think it has good potential still. Yeah. On to Legends of Tomorrow, Helen Hunt, where we meet Helen of Troy showing up in 1937 to become a Warner Brothers actress. 
Man, Legends of Tomorrow is good at coming up with names for their episodes. Anyways, this was like, I don't know. This was a fun episode. I guess that's like, if nothing else, you can always just kind of say that about Legends of Tomorrow, that this was a fun episode. They did something goofy and wacky. Yeah, it's, um, it's the same I, thing with Lucifer every week. I'm like, well, it was, yeah. it was fun and goofy, you know, whatever. <laughs> you got, if nothing yeah, else, I'm, it's got that. I wasn't particularly high on this episode. It wasn't, I don't know, it didn't do that much for me i wasn't really invested in the story all that much there were things that happened like i did like the the martin and jacks kind of flip-flop freaky friday situation that was cool um i think that uh shoot what is his name the guy who plays plays jacks what's his the actor friends drama yeah <laughs> yeah he did a great job of pretending to be victor garber <laughs> yeah he i thought they both did a good job and that was pretty fun uh it was good to see them and we get to, of course to see we get to see Martin in the Firestorm costume one time. However, I don't know if they yeah. CGI'd his face on or what. It was kind of funny. <laughs> but uh, we did get to see that one time before he might leave. Yeah. And then Damien Dark, I don't know. He's just like, he seems like he's just kind of not like, I'm, I'm not saying the actor is phoning it in, but it seems like the character Damien Dark <laughs> is phoning it in. Like, he's not really trying. He's just kind of having fun messing around <laughs> I, I think at this point he's just embraced being a bad guy and he's just right I don't, I don't really have a plan or anything here i'm just, just gonna have some fun screw with these people right which does it, it is kind of funny and sets it up but at the same time like i guess you don't really come to legends for really good like arcing story arcs and so it it doesn't really lend itself to that when he's it doesn't really seem like the villain has a plan he's just kind of playing it by ear and just trying to mess things up every now and then right and we also get to see Kuasa and Amaya, a little bit more of them. And I thought that was, mm-hmm. I thought that was handled pretty well. Uh, I, I really, man, it's gotta be tough for Amaya. <laughs> like, oh, uh, this yeah. is going, this is my granddaughter and she's kind of horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see how much more of, of their relationship and interaction we'll get to see, but yeah, I like what they've done so far. I agree with you there. And so we get the end stinger of, I thought they were like teasing, oh, geez, I wonder, an island of warrior women, I wonder what they could be hitting at. And then, of course, they right. just come out and say, it is Themyscira. What would you think of that? That was cool. That was uh, uh, that was pretty much perfect place to dump Helen of Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't... So, what time is this? Is, is it 1937 on Themyscira when they go there? Like, is she is she there in the movie <laughs> in the background somewhere? I'm going to have to go rewatch Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, I think it's, uh, it's best not to think too much about that. Cause I'm assuming they have information about the mascara from 2166. Yeah. And it's still a hidden place. And Steve Trevor never crashed there. Yeah. So like, I, I think, you know, on this planet, on this earth, Krypton never exploded. Bruce Wayne's parents are fine. And Steve Trevor never landed on Themyscira. Okay, that makes more sense. That's kind of how I take it. And uh, the reference was fine. I would probably have been more excited if I hadn't seen Themyscira twice on the big screen this year. So it was just like, oh, okay, that's that's fine. Yeah, they definitely got some of the, maybe the lower quality renders of Themyscira. <laughs> Early concept art. <laughs> yeah. But no, it looked pretty cool. And it was, it was just a, it was a fun way to wrap up the episode. Yeah, pretty neat moment for the character. Yep. And then in Arrow, we had Promises Kept. This was the kind of end of this two-episode arc with Deathstroke, Joe, and Slade, Wilson, and whatnot. What'd you, what'd you think of this, Tom? Really good. You know, the, the Deathstroke 
episodes are tend to be the best yeah of arrow and so i thought they did a good job wrapping it up wrapping up with the character you really see the struggle sort of fills in the gaps for where slade was between getting stabbed in the eye and then attacking uh oliver in season two so that was pretty cool to see i i, I really like that interactions really with joe wilson i thought there was a good drama and everything mixed in there yeah and those gaps where he was just in the gym all day every day man you making those gains <laughs> that's right <laughs> No, I, I, I really enjoyed enjoyed this. I I love this version of Deathstroke. It I don't know. He's great. And um it's funny though when he and Joe like and his son are fighting because it's just Australian people <laughs> yelling at each other and I don't I don't know why, but the Australian accent is just very funny sounding to me. And so it's hard to take them seriously because I know like it's supposed to be really serious. But I'm like, <laughs> you guys just sound kind of funny. <laughs> That's probably offensive to some people, but, but I do understand is. where you're coming from there. I, I'm a terrible person, but I still thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> so we also really get to see for the first time fully Ricardo Diaz, uh, a.k.a. Dragon. What do you think of him? <laughs> that's, a, that's a silly name. But yeah, he is a, he's not a nice guy. Um, but... I think he's a good adversary. He's got obviously some some people working for him that can do some very not nice things. Um, I don't think I'd want to go up against him. I also think Travis really had some input on this episode because Diggle finally had to pay for yeah questionable moral integrity. You know, he got called out by his wife, by the team, although the team forgave him and everything. But it was glad to see him finally come clean. And I wonder how they're going to you know what they're going to do with that earlier but it's a good point like why didn't you come to me why didn't you come to me first curtis says like i literally made someone be able to walk i can probably fix your fix your issues so yeah that was um i was glad they finally addressed that and yeah uh, i'm a little happier for dickel now yeah i'm glad we got that scene where you know the there's the fire and the drugs are on fire and he has that opportunity that chance to try to like risk a lot of stuff to try to save it and he doesn't do it so right so i I really i gotta say overall this was really i loved how they had the two episode arc really confined story i would kind of wish the universe would do that more like yeah we're gonna this is a two episode deathstroke story i wish like legends would do that with different characters and so to bring comic book fans in like here's a two episode adam strange arc on supergirl or so, oh you my know, gosh. Not, obviously that's <laughs> not gonna happen but something like that i think that would be cool to bring new people in when you introduce a new hero and really dive in for a couple episodes and then leave them go yeah that would be really cool if if this is the ending of deathstroke um they sort of give him away to get him off the show uh what do you think that's that he might be back later or that's a, a nice way to wrap up his story i i don't ever i don't never say never because he's a great character and especially this iteration of him. And I, I think he has a lot of still interesting stories that they could flesh out if they wanted to. But like you said, this is this is a good way to wrap it up. If if this is the last we ever see of him, I would be satisfied that th- they ended it in a good way. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I I really like Manu Bedit's portrayal and everything like that. But if they decide, you know, that's enough, and then I'm okay with that because, well, I, I thought he was well-developed and, and everything, so I think we've got all of the main stuff I want to see from Deathstroke out of the way, and I kind of want to see the characters in the films now in, in a Deathstroke movie or something like that. I would, um, I'm ready to see him on the big screen. Yeah, me too. 
All right. And then Tom is our resident Lucifer and Gotham watcher. Was there anything good or interesting this week? <laughs> like we said, with Lucifer, <laughs> like, like with usual Lucifer. Oh, it's a, it's a fun homicide procedural. And that's what this episode is. It focuses on Linda and her ex-husband and everything. So that was, that was fun, <laughs> you know, as usual. Yeah. And Gotham, you know, continuing the Professor Pig storyline, we get uh, Bruce acting out a little bit, you know, struggling as a teenager who has been through some really dark stuff. So, yeah, a couple of good episodes there. Cool. All right. That's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. And make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.